From Phoenix Fifth and New Dog Media, it's the Settle Smarter Podcast. Home is wherever and however you feel seen, heard, and loved. If you're the kind of person who wears one mask at work, one on the drive, one for your partner, your kids, your kids' teachers, your boss, the post lady, and you look in the mirror and don't know who you see, this show is for you. Welcome to Settle Smarter Season 2, the authentic season, a safe place to take off your masks. And now, your hostess with the mostest, Dana Luke Arimoto. Welcome to the Subtle Smarter Podcast, and today's guest is very special to me. Today's episode is dedicated to the arts, and we're going to talk with the incredible John Brady about events and commercials and being a personality extraordinaire and how he's managed through the last year of pandemic as someone in the arts We, as people who maybe are more in the business world and not in the world of the arts, do not have a clue about how hard it's been. And John and I, in our pre-show, talked about the fact that we're all in the same storm but different boats. And today's episode is about being in the boat of being an artist and what the impact has been to you and how you're looking forward to the new hybrid world. John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to be a guest on your podcast. We would like to start with a moment of what are you wearing? So I love you for asking. I am wearing this oversized satin bomber jacket and I have not shown Dana what's on the back of it. It is so ridiculous. It is Judy Garland, Dorothy asleep in the poppy field stay there for a moment okay okay yes so let me describe this judy garland is literally covered in these gorgeous red flowers what are those flowers john we're gonna call these for the listeners some kind of gerber daisy in red and she has (laughs) the most ethereal look on her face and it takes you back to the Wizard of Oz. It just does. So thank you for sharing. And now the listeners have an idea of the color surrounding you. Why did you wear that today? Is that what inspires you? Talk to us about inspiration. Let's get into oh, it. Oh my God, yes. Um, I, especially going into June, like Pride Month, friend of Dorothy, you know, Judy is my, one of my idols. Um, Wizard of Oz has been the foundation for my life. I have no earlier memories, but just like the VHS of the Wizard of Oz constantly playing. Like I was the weird kid that could tell you when their stunt doubles were on. Like I, I remember one time I was, you know, at a family function and I was just like doing this weird thing where I would pretend I'm like walking on something and then like hit the deck. And that to me was so obvious because clearly I was falling in the pigs. Like when she falls in the pigs in Kansas before she goes to Oz. So it's just always been a huge part of my life. And especially now as, you know, an artist and a, an, a, an adult, a freelancer, all of these things, just constantly trying to find your way, find your, you know, your way down the yellow brick road. But I'll tell you one thing, 
this year really instilled the idea of no place like home and just finding who you really are when you're surrounded by those who understand you the most and love you the most. So let's pick up on those who understand you the most and love you the most. John and I had a pre-show. We're going to be inside out because on this show, we keep it real. And this is the authentic season, season two of Settle Smarter. So keeping it real, we pre-recorded and then didn't record because we were both having a shit day. And so here's the way this goes. John's looking for inspiration. He's had a really hard year. Our listeners have reported their own hard year in many, many different ways, including full Technicolor, like The Wizard of Oz. So, John, as an artist, just give us a couple of ways of thinking about or feeling or sensing what was the most difficult for you on the Yellow Brick Road? How many pigs did you fall into? The tornado came to me in the beginning of March of 2020 because you know, at that point in time, I had two hustles going on. Like I was living the life of an artist in New York. Like, you know, I was constantly auditioning and submitting for projects. And I was also riding the hustle of the event industry. So at any given moment, I was trying to get booked for the next week, the next month, the next year. And in the beginning of March of 2020, the rest of my year went away in the span of three days. And that shook me to my core. And then I was in a very crazy situation with my apartment because I had just renewed my lease after my roommate at the time really screwed me over, like catastrophically. Like we had to go to housing court, almost evicted. So I just renewed my lease on an apartment that I didn't even know if I could continue to live in. And before I knew it, I'm coming back to New Jersey and spending my entire pandemic not living in my apartment and not working and not doing anything. And then, um, you know, there were a couple flying monkeys of some people coming in and out of my life that really triggered me along the way, so. Those of you who are listening who are executives, I would like to remind you, most of the time, it's not your circus and not your monkeys. So don't take on other people's monkeys. John, when you moved home, there's no place like home. Was it like a Dorothy moment? Would you say it was, you know, something that you realized was going to be really good for you? Was it a struggle? Talk us through moving home. Not everybody's in your boat. So home has always been a huge part of my life. I've never lived farther than an hour and a half away. And I came home a lot over the last couple of years, especially New York, New Jersey, in and out all the time. Um, But at that point in time, I didn't know what to do Um, with the virus. I didn't know what to do, you know, with work going away. And I just remember my dad saying, if you're not working, get out of there. I, I, I would feel better with you being home. And it ended up being the biggest blessing because I had more more space. I could go outside. I also have like a dance studio in my family's basement. Like I was having a good old time, but um, it was all in distracting myself from the fear of not working again, not knowing what I'm going to do next with my life, with unemployment, with all of these um, monsters outside. It was so much safer and cozier for me. 
So this year's podcast, we made a very conscious choice to dedicate the voice time to LGBTQ plus community, to young up and coming women and entrepreneurs. We're really getting away from people like me who are very privileged. Granted, we've worked our asses off. It doesn't matter. We're very privileged. And most of us are executives leading our lives with a rear view mirror, not as much as a forward look. And so for young up and coming people and people that don't always have the share of voice, we really dedicate this time and space to you this year. So what are you looking forward to given everything you've already gone through? I'm looking forward to a fresh start, a fresh start, new energy and especially going into the month of pride. For me right now, pride doesn't manifest in just going out to bars and parties and, you know, singing Gaga at the top of your lungs, even though that's fabulous. It's feeling so grateful for what you've just lived through and gone through and having the pride to be the authentic version of yourself in this new rebounding chapter. John doesn't know this yet, so we're going to get his reaction in real time. Your episode will air in the month of June. It's Pride now, as far as the listeners know. Happy Pride. And I'm decked in Judy Garland today. We're going to talk about ways to inspire yourself on that bleep day. So John and I had a little discussion about shoes in our pre-show that we didn't record. John, tell us about your fabulous loafers and we will include a link to the pic in the show notes. Go. So I have this pair of loafers that I reserve for very, very special occasions just because they're so sacred to me. Um, I was in my best friend's bridal party about right before the pandemic actually. And I was the only man in the party. And she got all of the girls like a black, a piece of black sparkly jewelry. And for me, she wanted to get me something in that vein. So she decided to do shoes. So she got me this beautiful pair of black studded shoes that I wore on her wedding day in her bridal party. And um, they all stemmed from a pair of shoes I wore to another friend of ours wedding that I call Liza's slippers because that's exactly what they look like. On this show, I've never had to mute my mic so many times to laugh because I would overrun John's beautiful voice with my loud laughter. And he is killing me in the best way today. So for the loafers, what would you say to listeners about a way to cheer themselves up on that really bad day? whether it's loafers or a Judy Garland jacket, what does fashion, here's a tribute to his idol, Joan Rivers. What does fashion have to do with picking ourselves up? It is the quickest, freshest way to give yourself a new energy, whether that means physically or online, buying something new to give you that quick fix or just putting on, you know, a fabulous jacket when you're literally in your like yoga pants. It does not matter. Whatever that will be for you, it's just a new, fresh way of making yourself a little more full of life. You know, if you all as listeners go to your closet, there's something in there that might pick you up and it's right there. It's amazing during pandemic 
So many of us showed up to work on Zoom or Microsoft Teams. This is not a plug for any of those companies, so back <laughs> off. You showed up to work on video and you were in yoga pants. I know I was in PJs from like the waist down, right? And then a nice top or something that made me feel good from the waist up without makeup. I've not worn makeup in so long. I don't even know what it feels like on my skin. So this is about doing you this year and being your authentic self and coming out of pandemic. If there's a silver lining, maybe that's it, John. I don't know. You tell us. I I think there are no more rules. Like there should not be any more rules or we should not give ourselves any rules of what we can and cannot wear, what we should or should not wear. I know those are your words. Um, if you want to wear comfortier pants out to dinner, throw a fun shoe on, like mix it up, do whatever makes you feel your most wonderful, fabulous self and enjoy it. We've been through hell. Yes, and back and we're not out. By the way, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to move into the new segment of the show. Producer Paul came up with it, total cred for him, called Llama, Least Authentic, Most Authentic. And we're going to talk about John's least authentic moment of note in a lifetime. It doesn't need to be work. We talked about this in the pre-show. It's either in career, family, friendship, community, or your own well-being, or blend them in a cocktail and your most authentic moment, either one first, you're up. I'm just going to tell you everything, the truth about me. Um, so as I mentioned, I've worked a slew of events and done a million of five jobs. Um, I've worked a lot of auto events. And I just remember there was one day in particular, I... I was in the middle of nowhere, all the way upstate New York. This was a couple of years ago. And I'm just surrounded by people that I really wondered, not to be political whatsoever, but I really wondered like if I wasn't in branded getup and I was in my Uggs, my Lululemon, as John Brady would have dressed that day, especially in the town I was in, would I have been targeted would I have been would I have been um threatened by the same group of men I was speaking about the event and whatnot to and bigger picture at that time I was really really struggling I lost my mom about five years ago and the way I began coping it coping with it ever since was resurrecting an eating disorder I had since I was 19 and I was incredibly unkind to myself. I was skimping on myself inside and out. Sidebar, I also was not shopping. I was denying myself every physical, edible, tangible, emotional, sexual pleasure in my life. That's the antithesis of who I am. So John is so authentic right now and he's sharing so much about his own journey in that authentic moment we don't know if it was least or most authentic actually two sides same coin that is so profound so for you as listeners your work starts right now i want you to actually note for yourself physically and mentally emotionally spiritually cover the gamut of the senses like john just did 
what is your least authentic moment and what is your most authentic moment so far that comes to mind first and if it's two sides same coin like john's that's it that's how we get further faster in this lifetime on integrating maybe it would have been way different if you showed up as yourself with all out all those masks that we've been wearing right and maybe not you'll never know so let's talk about for a couple minutes here when you show up as yourself lululemons and all what does it feel like to to be you the real you i mean clearly the real me arrives in a judy garland jacket but um it just feels honest it feels honest it feels whatever i put on my body however i speak however i interact with people when i'm not denying myself whatever excites me or makes me happy that is me operating from a place of authenticity this is perhaps one of the most authentic moments i've had certainly on this show the amount of bravery that it takes to just be yourself especially for people that are discriminated against it's so incredibly brave it really is and i'm just so honored that you're willing to share this part of yourself with our listeners i promise you every listener right now is having a moment for themselves where they think about where did i not show up where was i not myself where was i not brave and for those of us with bias meaning all of us we have to get more conscious about it. I had a guest last year who runs Consciously Unbiased, who is really taking the world by storm in terms of if you're biased, which you are, because we all are, we all have bias, we're born with bias. We have to become conscious of it, which means if it's unconscious bias, it's got to become conscious and then we can do something. So let's do something. Would you like to do something with me for the listeners? Today? Always. Okay. Always. What is the one thing you would say to those men if you had shown up as yourself fully and if they weren't kind? What would you have said? Let's go back in time, John Brady. If I went back to that point in time, I, I would say, what am I doing here? This is not me. This is not who I am. This is not what I do. This is not what I wear. This is not the kind of job I'm doing. Like, it was so irrelevant from who I am that I would just call bull on the whole, the whole day, the whole experience. Yeah. So let's call bull now. Let's talk about when you're in the event business. Okay. Many listeners have no idea what that's like. I certainly don't. We have not walked a day in your loafers. So what's it like to be in the event business as a promoting kind of a personality tell us walk us through it obviously depends on the brand the client the situation the activation but you have talking points you have you have you're there to deliver an experience that represents luxury or the or the brand's values or whatever what have you and the events are fun they're exciting it's a lot of energy to operate at. And especially if you're doing it full time, 
as a freelancer, as a hustler, which most people in that world are, it drains you out. And it's easy to lose sight of your values and what you want your life to look like and jobs you want to take, jobs you don't want to take. And for the jobs you want to take and the jobs you don't want to take, for a starving artist or an actor or musician or anyone in the arts, we know if we have friends in the arts or even from what we see or read or hear, you have to be really asleep at the wheel to not get it, that most artists don't, quote unquote, make it the way we see in lights. And so you have to take some of the bad with some of the good. Is that the way it goes? Absolutely. Yeah. And when it's not in the realm of good energy or high energy or positive energy, but more the draining, oh, here's the slog again. How do you get yourself revved up? I'm curious. I've definitely pimped myself out for many a job, many a check. I've done a lot of background, you know, while you're looking for the feature jobs. Um, So you have to have that tenacity a little bit. Um, But I think, having something to look forward to, having something that excites you, that makes you feel really strong will sustain you. Because I know the moments where I was just taking jobs at my lowest point in time, it fed the unhappy part of myself. And most of us at some point have taken a job that does not feed us in a good way. Let's face it, right? This is not a podcast for the one percentile. I'm sorry if you're listening. Thank you. We're really going to have to do some stuff. I tell us some kids all the time. They just don't listen. We're going to have to do some things that don't really work for us, that don't really serve us. They're not authentic, right? They're inauthentic. And for any of us that are half awake at the wheel, we know it at the time. However, John's advice, I don't want you to lose what he said. There is something on the horizon to look forward to and you kind of hang on for that, right? And then you do the other things that you have to do to get there. So today's mission before we wrap is what's on the horizon? We are coming at least on a pseudo way out of this pandemic and into what we're calling on this show, the new next, because I don't like the word normal and I'm not going to use it. So there. So for the new next, for your, your new next, John, what are you most looking forward to? What's on the horizon? Share that with us, please. You know, like I said before, I'm looking forward to just new period, because I don't really know what's next. My life has taken a big old transition. And I think being out of the city full time has slowed me down from the event boom that's about to happen because I can't do any and everything. I can't be downtown at six o'clock in the morning when I'm coming from Jersey now. But something that I have been doing every single day is staring at the tattoo I got. Um, in the beginning of this year, I got my first tattoo and it's my mom's handwriting. They are music notes she drew for me in a birthday card. And seeing that every day is my daily reminder to be good to yourself and do what makes you happy. So to make a long story longer, that's what makes me the most excited about 
getting up and getting out every single day in the new next. This is so beautiful. We will, if you're willing, include some ink pictures in the show notes. I've never done that before. Many of my listeners aren't even aware. I stopped counting how many tattoos I have. I think I'm at 14. That's incredible. Let's do it. I will take a picture of my favorite ink and we will include it in the show notes. Would you like to share yours? I would be honored to. So you have loafers to look forward to. Settle smarter, people. Wake up. You're going to see the loafers and the ink. Click on the show notes. John, we're going to include how to find you, how to follow you. You are out and about. Let's face it. You got some cool stuff going on. I I try. I try. And all we're really able to do is do our best for ourselves each and every day in every single way. And that's a good day. And that's so rhymy. It's true, right? We just do the best we absolutely can. And maybe a way to wrap John is to say, if you simply put one foot in front of the other and eventually click your heels three times, there's always no place like home and home isn't necessarily a building. Let's close with that. What's your reaction to that? I agree. Home is wherever and however you feel seen, heard, and loved. And that's a wrap. Settle Smarter was produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. If you love the show, please subscribe. Tell your friends and give it five stars wherever you listen. We are available wherever you hear your podcasts. Check out the show notes for info on today's guest, as well as all things Dana Look Arimoto, her latest book, speaking engagements, and how to contact her, or give us comments about the show. The show is edited and recorded by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. For Dana Look Arimoto and the entire Settle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time.